0: And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, nidavellir basically anywhere that has the internet really, we proudly present Radio 3 Asgard. And hello everybody, welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 236 of the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin. We're a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network, and I am joined today probably by the cicadas outside because they are making a racket. Well, you know, that's, that's life in the big city in the summer. You get the cicadas outside singing their hearts out, and because they have to record with the windows open, no air conditioning that means that uh, sometimes the cicada noise may come through because they are loud tonight for some reason anyway. um, So yeah, so finally being back on track here after our little bobble that we had a couple of weeks ago. I know, I'm still fretting about it because it was such a stupid mistake. We are going to conclude this story from Thor Volume 2 today. So let's just go ahead and move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You'll behold in breathless wonder, the god of thunder, Thor. And this week we are looking at Thor volume 2, number 25. July 2000 is the cover date. Cover price is $2.99 or $4.50 in Canada. Yikes, gosh, those Canadians really get screwed, don't they? Cover artist by J.R. Jr., inked by Dick Giordano, shows Thor, and he's wrapped up in some sort of weird harness belt thing. He's got um, like a belt around his leg. He's got a belt around his chest. He's got a spiky belt around his right arm, and he's got his big old shield in his left arm. Uh, seems to have lost his helmet somewhere along the way and he's also he- holding Mjolnir in his right hand he's standing on this icy surface that we saw last time uh, so we're obviously on the same planet where we left we open up to the splash page and the title of the story is the final morning Dan Jurgens is the writer Johnny Romita Jr. is the penciler Dick Giordano is the inker R.S. and Comic Crafts, Wes Abbott were the letterers. Gregory Wright is the colorist. Tom Brevort was the editor. Bob Harris is the editor-in-chief. The splash page shows the recorder beaten, battered, smashed on the ground. Most of him is, is kind of smashed up, but his upper torso and head are intact, and I guess most of his right arm is still intact as well. And we're getting a little bit of narration here from uh, the recorder here. Internal notation, as I chronicle the momentous events which occur around me. One indisputable fact, but seems obvious. The end is near. And you see his like, little sparks coming off him, like he's uh, definitely not in working order anymore. And if you recall, Thanos has gotten the uh, Illumination Stone and the chalice and the book or the map or whatever the hell it was. And they have uh, recovered the designate. And the uh, he, Mangog is holding the designate in one hand. We've got uh, the evil, uh, what, Tarakis, who has changed into this weird raven, bat, ghost thing. And it looks like Thanos has won. And uh, Thanos is holding the chalice up in one hand and it's crackling in, in some sort of an energy. Finally, our journey is over, our quest completed. All that awaits is the end as a recorder it is my duty to chronicle moments of significance could anything be more significant than the end of all existence at the hands of thanos i have the chalice of ruins the map of all ending the illumination stone i have you the one the seers and prophesiers call the designate all i need now are your tears Taryn. now remember we actually have seen this scene played out a couple of times before sort of in in fast forward. So this is nothing we haven't seen before, folks. And we see Thor is here, and he's uh, stuck by his cape on a a giant ice stalagmite. And now it looks like his legs are frozen in place, so he doesn't look like he can move very easily here. "'Never,' says Toreen. "'If you had them, horrors beyond imagination would come to pass. "'You didn't make me cry when you exterminated my people, "'and you won't do so now, Thanos.' Really, says Thanos, and he reaches out and grabs her by the neck and and pulls her closer to him. The Asgardian Thor, your protector and champion. Break him, Mangog, and she's going, irk! Internal addendum. As a machine, I am without emotion, yet I cannot help but feel a strange sensation, for I can only assume... Yet I cannot help but feel a strange sensation, I can only assume is regret, for I know full well... But if Toreen sheds a single tear, there will be no tomorrow. At last hath come the order, says Mangog. And he's decided he's going to beat up on Thor now, like he's seen before. As the power of a billion billion beings runs through my veins, which I can't stop talking about. So shall that might be turned against thee, son. And he smashes out with a chuck and knocks Thor down off his little icicle here. And he's beating him up. And we're on a uh, double-page spread here. We have Odin in the foreground, kind of kneeling down, and his uh, scepter is all glowing with the, with the, not really Kirby crackle, but the sort of lightning-y stuff. And it's powering this uh, cosmic voyeuroscope thing, uh, it looks like. That's what it's doing. And, and we have Oracal who is the one actually projecting the the beam. So I guess, I don't know what's going on here. We have Balder in the background and looks like Ulic the Troll back there as well. Got some narration here from the recorder. Speculation. As I contemplate the universe's last few moments of life, I cannot help but wonder if any others are aware of the coming cataclysm. Well, obviously, as we can see. Surely there must be those with an awareness of impending doom. And we have Balder here saying, Lord Odin. Thou art the personification of courage itself. If thou wouldst fight no more, we are indeed lost. Arras, the present unfolds just as Oracle didst predict. Well, the dialogue is slightly different. Despite the efforts of Thor, the end is nigh. And Ulric is there. Aye, thou claimest to be warrior supreme, yet thou art here, far from your battle sight. Mind the eye, arrogant tongue, Ulric says Odin, Thou art well aware that Thanos' emissary, Tarakus, didst poison me, leaving me weakened and unable to fight Thanos. Thus I must seek other ways to vanquish him. Which is why I stay here, doing anything possible to aid Thor. Well, so far it doesn't seem like he's done much of anything to aid Thor, other than watching this thing on TV over and over again. (laughs) Bah! Prove thy mettle by fighting. To do less is to walk the path of cowardice, says Zulik us, worm, says Odin, and he smacks Uluk down like uh, like really hard here. So Odin's not too happy here. Mayhap I should silence thee forever by cleaving thy troll head from thy shoulders. Border, Lord, summon yaga the blacksmith, for his time hath expired. Whatever weapons he hath fashioned, we must have them now. Look, says Balder, the misshapen monster approaches even as we speak, and we have Jagerfilm approaching, and he's carrying some weapons. And indeed, it's the uh, same weapons that we saw Thor wearing on the on the uh, the cover here—the sort of weird belt things and a glove with a lot of spikes on it and a spiky shield. Cease thy fearsome prattling, Odin. Look thee here, for the work of Jagerfilm is finished. Did ye fashion them to my specifications? Thou didst demand the most impervious of battle armaments. The talent and tools of Jagerfilm are capable of creating no less. Let now my plan become clear. And uh, Jagerfilm puts all the weapons down at Odin's feet. And then there's this giant fasash and a bunch of uh, white c- and blue Kirby crackles. So just coruscating with energy. "'Twas necessary for me to preserve as much of the Odin force as possible." That I might infuse thy cooling handiwork with power undreamed of. Doesn't he mean undreamt of? Majesty, says Baldur, how will we get them to Thor? Open wide thy dimension piercing portal, Oracle. I would see the one called Fire Lord. By your command, Omnipotent One, says Oracle. And he's, he's got the, um. You know, they're still watching this on TV, <laughs> I guess. And he's saying, Watch, I beseech thee, for Tyreen, overcome by the sight of thy son's beating, doth finally weep. And the, uh, they show that the Thanos is gathering her very gloopy, voluminous tears. It's, it's like thick like cum, uh, apparently. He's, he's wiping it off of her, her face and dripping it into this uh, chalice. Watch as Thanos prepares to usher in death's everlasting embrace with Tarin's tears and the chalice of ruins. But his fire lord thou didst wish to see. He is there, encased in ice by Tarakis uh, Yes, you remember he got encased in ice earlier. But we see that the ice is glowing and it's uh, heating up. Looks like he's getting ready to burst loose. A prison which might hold most beings, but not one imbued with the power cosmic. And there's a chack and the uh, ice explodes, and Fire Lord and his uh, his fiery barbells comes bursting out of the ground. And he's like, fool, you should have known a prison couldn't long hold Fire Lord. Let Thanos beware, for he's about to be cut down where he stands. And then a ghostly fa- visage of Odin appears before Fire Lord, and he says, I say thee nay, Fire Lord. Odin, ay, Thanos must not be engaged until thou hast retrieved from me certain items crucial to victory. Abandoning the battlefield is unthinkable to me, says Fire Lord, but the ways and wisdom of Odin are well known across the cosmos. To deny him is to deny life itself. And Fire Lord goes taken off across space really, really quickly. Now, I thought they were going to send it through the portal, but apparently Fire Lord's going to fly off and get it. So I guess I don't know what's going on. And uh, we return to Thanos and uh, yeah, we're uh, basically the same scene we've seen several, several times. Uh, Thanos, he's holding the cup up and the cup is like flaming with lightning and fire or whatever. To unleash the singular event known in whispers as the finality, the ending of all, one only needs to drink. And he tips the cup up and he drinks uh, Tareen's cum tears and he starts to glow all red and orange and yellow. And there's fire you know, pouring off of him too. It's working. I feel it. My will is death. I am as death. And he's going brighter and brighter. He got a red Kirby crackle coming off him. And he's just kind of gaining power and getting ready to to uh, destroy everything. Internal notation: As my optic sensors record Thanos's actions, I cannot help but be amazed at the speed of events. In less than a second, Tyreen is discarded like a meaningless memory, and he's, indeed, he's. Yeah, uh, you know, Thanos just cast her aside completely, just pitched her into the into the ice wasteland. In barely a second more, Thanos turns his attention to the heavens and unleashes the first lethal wave of obliteration destined to extinguish life as we know it. And he shoots out this big fiery bolt and it's just pouring off this ice planet and curving across Kirby space. And we look at, at Thor here as he's hanging there and we see that he's starting to uh, you know come about a little bit as I analyze the situation, evaluating every possible form of intervention. I realize there is but one hope, the one known as the God of Thunder, Thor. Statement, he must be incapacitated. But he opens his eyes and he starts to take his cape off because the cape is pinning him to the uh, type. Correction, I might well be wrong. And Thor uh, jumps down from this uh, place where he's hung with a no, t'chact. And he's standing again. And Toreen is uh, looking at the recorder, who's obviously smashed and broken on the ground. <laughs> and he's sparking and stuff. <laughs> she goes, you, you are an ally of Thor. Can't you do something? Yeah, it, yeah he can spark and, and sputter here. Statement, I only wish I could. But as you can see, I have been rendered useless. However, the moment might yet be salvaged. How can you say that? How can you, and she sees Thor, he's up, and he's he's heading right towards Mangog, and she's like, oh, at last, all compassing, all pervasive death to sweep the stars, says Mangog, soon even Asgard shall succumb. And from behind there's a voice, Mangog, and he turns around, and it's Thor, and he's like, Havathi! And he takes Mjolnir and he smashes Mangog down with a thoom! We get a double page spread here. And uh, looks like Mangog is down. And Thor's is wailing on him. Crack a boom! O'er our many confrontations, thou hast withstood the mightiest of Mjolnir's blows. Even the all powerful Anti Force failed to curb thee. Mayhap thou shalt be less impervious if the blast be fired not outside thy body, but from within. And he takes uh, Mjolnir, and he jams it down Mangog's throat. And uh, yeah, the ice is, is flying around, and there's a cricked noise. Drink, Mangog! Drink deeply of Mjolnir's fury, unleashed! And he's just firing off the uh, the Mjolnir's, I don't know what he, rays, lightning, whatever Mjolnir shoots. And there's a giant shagakum! And the Mangog's body is just exploding like this white lightning and stuff. For it is most certain thine internal organs are not so shielded as thine hide. Ah, that's a, probably a fair, fair estimate there. And so Mangog is down and he is uh, burning with like white fire, sort of lightning stuff. Aye, at last you burn neath the onslaught of my Uru hammer. All thy rage, all thy mayhem, hath brought you here where evil's payment is due. Begone, on, Mangog! Let thy sorry carcass be forever buried and amid a desolate land, every bit as barren as thy soul. And he just takes Mangog and, and pitches him off this cliff, uh, this ice cliff down into, I don't know, ice gully. I don't know what it is. But with a bram, smacks him down with Mjolnir, and, and Mangog falls down. And he's, we see it falls down, 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 and smashes in the bottom of this uh, big canyon. And there's lots of big, sharp ice needles shooting up, which, uh, you know, I guess we're supposed to believe just kind of pierced him and put a bunch of holes in Mangog. But knowing Mangog, that probably didn't work that way. Statement, the peaceful hush of the frozen planet serves to highlight the end of the monster's terror. Mangog, ferocity personified, falls in an epic tumble that seems to go on almost forever. His plunge ending in a fiery explosion of anti-force is a tribute to the Odin Sun's accomplishment. And you see uh, Thor standing on the edge of the cliff and the, the anti-force explosions coming all the way up, uh, you know, up above the top of the canyon here. Speculation, it is quite probably the calm before the storm. For a while, one foe has fallen, another remains. And Thor turns around and he's like, Thanos. And we shift back to the uh, the cave with Oracle and Baldur and Odin, and uh, we see Jagerhelm Yagerfilm, and he's, uh, he's carrying all these weapons in his uh, big sack on his back. My lord, even though Thor hath vanished Mangog, he stands little chance alone against Thanos. Hast thou no faith in the handiwork of Jagerfilm, little one? Says Jagerfilm. And uh, Firelord flies in. Asgardian, your reason for summoning me had best be of unquestionable importance... The acerbic nature of thy tone is born of urgency and not disrespect, I trust. Of course, Lord Odin, says Firelord. Thou must needs use thy Galactus given powers to immediately carry these raiments to Thor, my emissary. For well, whatever slim chance of victory there be, it rests with these tools of a warrior born. And Firelord grabs all the weapons, and he grabs them. He's carrying them off really quickly. Forgive me if I do not stay to chat, says Fire Lord, and he goes flying off. Indeed, I bid thee hasten, Fire Lord. Ere Thanos ends all of our lives. And we uh, shift back to Thanos, and he's shooting off still these energy blasts because of this. And we see, though, uh, Thor is coming up behind him with his hammer whirling. Death's cries, but a siren song for all. Her embrace more loving than any other, for its permanence is without question. Let world after world drop low the curtain of life, or it's a sad tale of want has come to an end. Villain, shouts Thor. Thy vile actions are beyond comprehension. And Thanos is like, silence. And he turns around and he wham, Thor with a, like an anti-energy or whatever it is, just got a big old magic white bolt with a trap, and just knocks Thor back. Looks like he's been electrocuted. He's, I don't know, he looks kind of almost like he's on fire and there's sort of energy explosion going on around him. It begins, says Thanos, meaning the end of the universe begins. Mode adjustment. I increase power to my long-range sensors to clarify the meaning of Thanos' words. It is a move I regret where the truth is almost too awful to chronicle. Parsicon 4, a somewhat inconsequential but nevertheless lively world of 41 billion is extinguished for all time. And that's uh, because Thanos's beam hits it, smashes, destroys it. Statement. Thanos's elation is beyond measure. And we cut to Thor, and he's fighting against this energy thing that Thanos shoot shot at him here. Thou thinkest me defeated, but excruciating though the pain might be, I swear I'll yet fill thee, Thanos. Statement. Though Thor's bravery is unquestionable, the truth of his words is not. And Toreen is like, Recorder, what, what are you doing? And uh, we see that Recorder is actually crawling towards Thor and he is leaving a trail like of oil behind him. <laughs> um, I, I guess that's what it is. Statement, uh, Thunder God's chances of escaping the energy field are point zero 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 one one two percent My chances of altering that are not much better. Still, I must attempt to do so. And he uh, reaches the edge of this uh, energy explosion that's uh, attacking Thor here. Declaration, I may be a recorder of events, but I would rather die than chart life's end. Uh, Well, he's gonna die anyway. Tracacacacac, says the energy as it strikes the recorder. And uh, I guess blows the rest of the recorder up and doesn't look like the recorder is going to make it through this. Thanos, shouts Thor, what hast thou wrought? And Thanos is like, beauty. And Thor's like, recorder! Thy death shall be avenged. And uh, Terracus in the meanwhile in his bat bird ghost form is kind of floating over this whole scene. And he's like, Thanos, the Odin son's voice grates on me. Say the word and Tarakas shall gladly extinguish his flame. And the uh, fire bolt comes out of nowhere with a phyzzak and uh, hits Tar- Tarakas in the back. It looks like it shatters him like, like stone. Though I am not, I don't think Tarakas is made of stone, but who knows. Shut up, Tarakas, says the voice. If anyone's voice is grating, it's yours. And it turns out to be Fire Lord and he's got his flaming barbell in one hand, and he's got the uh, weapons that Odin brought in the other hand, and he uh, swoops down uh, to where Thor is, is exploding in this, <laughs> this energy burst, and he's like, Thor, my knowledge of cosmic energies tells me that even one so powerful as I must not enter Thanos' evil web. My only chance is to blast you free and hope you aren't killed in the process. And he uh, reaches out with the, uh, the belt that uh, he brought along. <laughs> he's like, here, this wondrous belt should help you, providing you still live. And Thor has managed to, uh, you know, to, I guess explode free of the energy. And he's just laying there smoking. So it looks like he, he could be dead, but, you know, we know from the cover that he's not. I says Thor. Despite Thanos's dark efforts, life still courses through my veins, Galactic One. What have ye? And he sees all the, the weapons and stuff, and he uh, is, is explained by fire Lord here instruments of war from your father and master, the belt of power which doubles the strength of Thor, and more that befits a warrior born. Uh, how would he know that unless there's more here than than Jager film actually made? I, I suppose that's possible. And uh, Thor wraps the belt around himself, and that's the harness thing that we saw. And, and we see him yeah, putting on the, the spiky glove and the, and the shield as well. Verily, Father Odin hath increased my odds with tools and weapons capable of withstanding the legions of the devil himself. Fitting, for Thanos' evil would make even Mephisto blush. Already I feel the power of the Odin force pulsing within me. Even Mjolnir's legendary might hath increased. And he, we get a, a full-page spread here of Thor, and he's wrapped up in the armor. It's, a, it's basically a variation of the, the cover image here. Thor whipping his hammer around. He's crackling with energy. He's got all his weaponry on. Stand thee back, Fire Lord. While Thanos may have bested Thor in the past, tis a newly empowered god of thunder who defies him now. At last, the battle of all battles doth loom over us all. And when the courage of Thor doth confront the mad vision of yon lunatic there shall come a reckoning. And he uh, whips Mjolnir at, at Thanos, and he's like, Thanos, the time of thy downfall is at hand. And Mjolnir just bounces off Thanos with a whooped and doesn't really do anything here. And we can see that Thanos is, I don't know, hes, he's the, 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 the nature of the energy around him has changed somewhat, and it, it's making him look a little weird. And he's still glowing, but he's not, glowing in the same way, if you know what I mean. Anyway, he's, he's he's still energy pouring off him. It looks like he's drawing energy from the planet and just kind of bursting out in this big wave out of his hand. You, he says, you would dare interfere with me? If it's my attention you want, it's my attention you will have, much to your regret. And a big energy beam with a scrack comes pouring out of Thanos. And a, this big local explosion just right around where he's standing with a brow and knocking everybody back. And uh, Fire Lord is protecting Tarine, and everyone's getting thrown back by this, this uh, energy blast. Behind me, says Fire Lord, Pray that my cosmic shielding can protect us both. If that was thy best, says Thor, twas not nearly enough. And uh, Thor is holding the shield in front of him. And the uh, yeah, the blast is throwing him back into the ice. But but other than that, Thor is fine. Now, demon, want to settle this not with distant blasts, but with the might of our own fists, as gods and warriors are wont to do. And uh, so Thanos' attention are turned to Thor. And he's shooting uh, these big energy beatings out of his eyes now. And, and Thanos is really pissed at this point i prefer to settle this with means of might i need not sully my hands with the likes of you and he's blasting with eye beams but they're just bouncing off of thor's shield they seem to be wrecking thor's shield as well but um but thor's just kind of pushing against the beam and, and making his way towards thanos and there's a giant trang as it's bouncing off the shield verily an hour ago thy shot would have laid me low says thor a thanks to the awe-inspiring wisdom and unyielding strength and will of almighty Odin, infused within the shield unbridled tenacity, the god of thunder shall stand against thy worst. And he's approaching uh, Thanos as we go, even though the shield is starting to, uh, to fall apart, basically. Mayhap the enchanted mallet of Thor was overmatched against thee before, Thanos, but when evil doth loom over the light of life, where innocence beyond measure were imperiled, there shall the sign of Asgard be found. There shall the threat be met. For honor. For glory. For Asgard. And he's right at, up at Thanos now. And he's attacking him with, with Mjolnir with a big old bram. Smashes him right in the chest. For life. I bid thee fall, he shouts. And they're tussling hand to hand now. And Thanos is punching him back. It's like, no. Know thee well, Thanos. The knees of Thor shall not buckle. You stand, says Thanos. Aye, though your courage is legend, it exceeds even the boldest of tributes. Still, it will avail you not. I am Thanos. You are but an insect to be trampled. And Thanos is bashing him up pretty good. And Firelord is just kind of watching. <laughs> and Toreen, for that matter. They're just kind of standing there aghast. If I be but an insect, says Thor, then shall I forever be one that bites back. And he reaches out uh, with his spiky glove, and he uh, grabs the Stone of Illumination. And he uh, is, starts to squeeze, and he crushes it with a script. And Thanos says, no, crush it and all will be lost. And there's this uh, big burst of energy, and Thor's like, be thou silent. Let thy countenance of braggadocio be gone. And he starts hitting on him even harder with the hammer. Knocks him back with a big old cram! Thor has the initiative now. And he seems to be uh, uh, beating up uh, Thanos pretty easily now. Fall, devil! Thy better! Thor, god of thunder, commands thee! Fall! And he's smacking him with a brack. And a slam. Knocks uh, Thanos down. And basically knocks him out. And should thou darest to rise... "'The enchanted Uru hammer of Thor shall smite thee down "'again and again and again, if needs be.' "'And Tareen comes running up to, to Thor. "'Asgardian, I I didn't think it possible. "'You won.' Ay, though I wish victory had come sooner, "'death hath visited many.' "'Yes, thus do I weep for their souls.' "'And Tarine is, is crying her come tears, They're big old gloopy, gloppy tears.' For it is also written that should the tears of the designate, my tears, touch evil unprotected by the stone of illumination, that the evil shall burn as though consumed by the fires of hell itself. And so she uh, throws her spoogy tears on, onto Thanos' chest, and they're obviously burning him, and he's just like, Yargh! and there's a giant uh, explosion with a fissache. Yeah, it's a big like a big old fiery explosion here. You called him the devil, Asgardian. Let him be forevermore a memory, thanks to you. I say thee name, lady. what the songs of victory be sung not of me, but of the one who truly ensured tomorrow's dawn, Odin. And uh, we cut to Odin and, and company, and they're in this cave here with Oracalp, and is like, No finer tribute might ever be whispered, sire. Tis untrue, bravest Balder, for every galaxy and world therein. Every planet and life thereon should bow low and kneel to the champion of champions. God of gods and warrior of warriors. My son, the god of thunder, Thor. And we get a a, a full page shot here of Thor standing, wearing all his weapons and and shit. And then we get a last page here, a little bit of an epilogue. And we we cut to uh, Svartalfheim and to the little hut of Jager film. and it's this uh, old, uh, looks like a log cabin sort of thing with a stick roof, and not, not even a thatched roof, but it looks like it's made of sticks. At last, Odin was a fool to empower me with this treasure, for it shall lead not only to his downfall, but the downfall of all the nine worlds, just as it almost did before. And you know remember Odin actually made the promise that he would have mastery of whatever was in the bag not knowing what was in the bag and we still don't see what was in the bag but he unwraps the uh, the bag and this sort of uh, white and blue energy is pouring out of it so it's obviously something nasty and we then we get uh three panels here we're in New York and we've changed scenes to a hospital and we have a Crusher Creole here otherwise known as the Absorbing Man, and his girlfriend, uh, Titania, and she's laying in a hospital bed looking all emaciated and uh, cancer-ridden, as indeed she is. It ain't right, baby. It just ain't right. All this power, and I can't do nothing for you. We got no insurance, so they're giving you the boot, sweetie. And I don't even want to think about what that means. It means I'm done, honey. It means I'm gonna die next issue the absorbing man like you've never seen it before but it's going to be well before we cover that issue folks because that's going into another entire long story arc and we're going to do a little bit of something next time um so uh before we do that of course we do have a few things to say about the issue but first we have a message from one of our friends here at quarks customer satisfaction is our primary concern I'd say we just found our way into a wormhole. I'm Kira Norris. Lieutenant Commander Worf reporting for duty, sir. You're the best crew any captain ever had. This may be the last time we're all together. This will shortly become a leading center of commerce and of scientific exploration. Starfleet, one of our most important posts. It is quite simply, Commander, the journey you have always been destined are not functioning. We've lost all contact with the space station. What the hell is happening out there. Shields up. <laughs> Damage report. Battle stations. I'm Captain Benjamin Cisco. Welcome to Deep Space Nine. Listen to the prophets. A Deep Space Nine Two True Freaks presentation with Sean Engel and Andrew Layla. And now with 100% more Paul Spataro. And we are back, and we do just have a few little things to say about this issue. Unfortunately, not too much, because the uh, the issue itself is basically just a big fight. And anytime you get one of these issues that's basically one big fight, we end up with not a lot to say. Uh, writing wise, it's fine. You know, it's a battle issue. It Doesn't take you a know, great writer to write a battle issue. It's strange because we have this uh, this uh, seeming contradiction here, where we have this idea that Odin is going to open a portal to send these weapons through to Thor, but yet that doesn't happen. Instead, we have fire Lord going all the way across the universe to get them and bring them back. And that would seem to be, to me, to be a horrible waste of time. I mean, I know the fire Lord is fast, but would it not make more sense for Oracle to open a portal? Because that's seemed to be what they said was going to happen. So, yeah, it just seemed a little bit odd to me. A little bit of convenience, Thor not dying here, when he's surrounded by, this energy explosion that seems to go on for page after page after page. Um, I get that they have to vamp a bit to allow Fire Lord the time to get all the way back, but, you know, you would think that this ongoing explosion of energy would have some more effect on Thor than what it had. Because honestly, it didn't seem to be doing much of anything other than just holding him there. Now, on the other hand, you have the, the recorder who basically just tries to crawl in there and grab Thor out or whatever. And he ends up just getting exploded. So really they sacrificed the recorder for nothing. I realize that this is not the only recorder and that there's other recorders out there. Uh, they really don't deal with it in, in this issue. Maybe in one of the, the later issues that comes after this, we'll see that, uh, you know, maybe parts of him actually survived or whatever. Um, and hopefully he's broadcasting all this to, to, uh, you know to the Rigelian government or whoever it was that sets these recorders going out um though with you know the Rigelians having been decimated by by mangog and, and thanos how many of them are left i guess I, I guess you could say that uh you know maybe this all of this history that that the recorder is recording is lost but by and large the story is pretty decent considering it's what just basically one big battle and one that we've seen several times actually now um we have this the scene here of thor on the stalagmite we've seen this what in three or four different issues now that's a lot of mileage out of a piece of script that's only like a couple pages long. <laughs> um, yeah, let Dan Juergens give, give him some credit for that for being able to recycle this so many times. It's like uh, you know Odin and, and Oracle watching this over and over again for no apparent reason, maybe trying to figure out what to do. Um, but I don't know if I'd want to watch it over and over again. I'd, I'd be busy trying to actually do something about it if I were Odin, which just goes to show you that Odin isn't always the brightest bulb in the chandelier, even in the Marvel Universe. Artwork, uh, generally speaking, it's okay. It's John Romita Jr., and he does seem rushed. So we've got, uh, you know, Dick Giordano on inks. I like him better than Claus Janssen, but it's, um, it's not your, your top-notch, JR Jr. It looks very rushed. It's very sketchy. There's very little in the way of backgrounds. It, it A lot of these panels are close-ups of figures, and I guess that makes sense. What backgrounds there are, are basically non-existent, and I guess that's what comes from being on a, a planet that is kind of purposely doesn't really have any kind of detail to it. It's, it's just kind of this ice wasteland with a, a bunch of pointy stalagmites and and uh, yeah, Big Canyon. And really other than that, we we only have like a wall of ice where it's convenient to have one. Um, Thanos looking almost featureless throughout. Uh, Maybe it's because he's glowing with energy. Maybe it's because JR Jr. was just rushed. We actually have a a couple of, of images here, especially on later pages, where it looks like Dick Giordano redrew everybody's face. I wouldn't doubt that. I think uh, one of the things I pointed out about last issue was that when J.R. Jr. is obviously rushed, a lot of faces are blank. And I think that's probably what happened here. So we have, you know, like, especially on the, uh, one of the later pages here, this face of Odin, looks like almost like it was drawn by John B. Semma. And uh, I'm sure that that was Dick Giordano coming in and, and actually embellishing a face onto Odin where there really wasn't one before. And the same for uh, for Balder and Ulick. though their their faces look a little bit more like something J. R. Jr. Junior would draw, and and even on that last page here, where we have the triumphant Thor just standing there, his face, it doesn't really look like a J. R. Jr. Junior face. It looks like Dick Giordano actually swept in here and and drew the face and probably the backgrounds as well. So I don't know what J. R. Jr. Junior was doing during all this that uh, you know meant that he had to do these. Really, really sketchy layouts here for Thor, but I mean if you're going to have a you know a fight in the in the ice <laughs> you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. i guess I guess it's okay to have no backgrounds as it were. Anyhow, that's about it for this episode. Thanks very much, folks. Thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And of course, if you want to email the show, you can do so. Our email address is RadioFreeAsgard at gmail.com. You can also find us over on Facebook. come join us there and join the conversations. We are always happy to have new people join. And with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, The Invincible Sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.